This is Robert Balgach and welcome to the Black Swan Secrets Podcast. Our focus here is to help you grow as a producer and as a business owner in the life insurance industry. Enjoy the ride. Disclaimer. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Strategies discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for you and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular objectives, financial situation or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Let's hand it over to Coach K, and he's going to take us to the most important piece, the mindset. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. It does come down to the, the mindset. You guys have heard uh, all the leaders here kind of talking about that, because once you learn the fundamentals of what we do here, selling, underwriting, it's not that complicated, but keeping your head in the game long term, that's the name of the game. And today we're going to talk a little bit about modeling, right? And uh, Jim Rome once said, success leaves clues, right? And uh, I, some good stories about this, you know, you guys heard me talking about Bill Beswick last week, who's a uh, sports psychologist. He's worked with a lot of teams and, and clubs and players. Uh, in the in Europe and the UK and everything and he was working with a guy named Steve McLaren and Steve McLaren was at Manchester United and then he left there and became a coach and he was working with him when he was a coach at a club called Middlesbrough uh, when they're in the Premier League and uh, his first game they lost four nothing right so everybody had all these hopes and expectations on him and then he had to go out and talk with the press after and he was not feeling very good. He's feeling pretty defeated. And Bill grabs him and he's just like, listen, he goes, he goes, what would Alex Ferguson do in a situation like this? And Alex Ferguson at the time was uh, the Manchester United coach. And that guy had a reign that was like really unprecedented in what he had done there. Uh, but he was a pretty unshakable character, very strong character. Um, his players used to call him the hairdryer because he'd get right in people's faces and just like, yeah. <laughs> he was uh, quite the guy, uh, but he's just like, well, if he was in this press conference, he he would be unshakable. There wouldn't be anything that anybody could really say to him, and he'd be pretty gruff with the press and everything like that. He goes, he goes, okay, well, why don't you go out there and model him and do that? And he did that. He went out there, and um, he did a good job with Middlesbrough the, the five years that he was there. And five years coaching in the Premier League in England, that's a long time to be a coach. They, they, they go through those coaches very quick over there, uh, so they, they did pretty good. Uh, one of the things that they talk about with modeling too is that same club is they had a lot of older players who were at the end of their career and they were just doing the bare minimum to get by. They weren't really acting like true professionals. And so they actually went and found another veteran player who is like, you know, really a professional and they brought him in and the younger players saw this guy and they all started modeling him and their success started going up as well. Uh, I know a guy that they did that that really transformed the club with was a, a guy named Phil Neville. Uh, he was playing with Manchester United as well. And at that time, like we I keep saying Manchester United, they were like the pinnacle right? at that time. They were the team uh, in the Premier League, but also the team in Europe uh, with uh, the Champions League and all these types of things. And so they just had a very high standard and it was to the point where that culture was so high and they had so many high driving players, guys like Roy Keane, uh, Schmeichel, you had Paul Scholes, all these guys, but 
those guys were such high high drivers and had some high, high such high standards. They pretty much managed the team for the most part, right? So if you were slacking, those players were all over you in in training or or whatever it may be on the field. And uh, this player though, Phil Neville, then went over to um, the one of the coaches brought him over to a club called Everton, and he really transformed them too. He's in there early, you know, he's putting the training in, he was made captain, and then everybody modeled him. And their success went up once he came in there, right? So we talk about that success leaves clues, right? Mm-hmm. So you can really model top people here and what they do, right? You know, just another example of this too is he was working with a goalkeeper and he was having trouble coming out for crosses, coming across the box, right? And you get you got to come out there with, uh, with force and confidence that you're going to be able to do that because if anybody knows soccer if you have a goalkeeper that comes out they fumble that ball and they make a mess of it it's a disaster right it's not going to go well for the team and uh this player was having trouble with that and he's like listen who, who does this the best and he's like oh peter schmeich again a guy from manchester united at the time he's like okay model him and they did that they worked on it and he came out and it actually became one of his strengths right so that's just the power of modeling and when you see here what the top people are doing any of you can model that, all right? It's not complicated what the top people are doing here. It's really not. They're buying leads every week. They're showing up. They're working those leads. They're stacking that schedule. They're running appointments, right? And a lot of time when we talk with people on our teams who are struggling, it's like, okay, what's going on? You know, it's like, all right, how many appointments did you run? Well, I didn't run any. Eh, it's going to be hard to get sales if you're not running appointments, right? So it all starts with doing those dials, booking those appointments, running those appointments. It all flows from that, right? And that's one of the things that you can see consistently with the top performers here. They're very consistent on what they do. And you guys have heard one of my favorite quotes, champions behave like champions before they're champions. So model the top people here that you want to be like, and you're going to get the results that they have, right? And one of the other things that uh, Bill Bessard talks a lot about too. And you guys have heard me talk about this over and over again is journaling. And, you know, a few things I've kind of figured out with this guy is he doesn't, he won't say the names of the people he worked with that a lot of sports psychologists do that. And I kind of figured out, I think I kind of figured out some of the people he's working with. (laughs) So uh, I don't know if you guys remember last week, he was talking about a player who was um, a disaster. Like the manager of the team brought him into Bill's office. He's like, if you don't get this guy to turn his act around in 21 days, he's out of here. He's just a disaster. Um, and he worked with him. And every day he had him doing little things and modeling what a top professional would do. And he turned things around. That guy was a guy named Lee Carsley. And Lee Carsley turned out to be a really good player. Uh, and he turned out to be a, an international player with Ireland. And he's now a coach um, in the England uh, development squad. I think he's like the U23 coach now or whatever, but he's working his way up there too. But he turned himself around by doing those things and modeling what a professional does, right? Uh, but one of the things he also talks about is journaling, right? And I think he actually got this directly from my other guy named Landy Basham, who you guys have uh, heard me talking about with because he went over to the US, did some internships to learn sports psychology deeper because at the time, uh, the US was quite a bit ahead of UK with all that. Right. And I was like, this is word for word, Landy Bastion stuff, but he did, but uh, he was talking about, uh, Bill was talking about now that a lot of the players that he worked with are now coaches. Right. And so this coach brings him in. Uh, he's at this other club uh, in Europe and he had this duffel bag and he puts it on his desk and he's like, do you know what's in this? He's like, no, he's like, these are all my journals. 
He goes, I never stopped doing it. Right. And he had these performance journals, but you guys have heard me talk about these things. Right. And what they, what happened was this player, uh, he came to Manchester United. He was a young player. He'd been the top dog at his club and his, his country. And he'd just become an international player, but he went over to Manchester United and he was struggling mentally because he goes in his locker room. And at that time it was just loaded with stars. And he's just like, I don't know if I can, it's like, I don't know if I belong here. Right. It's like, I don't know if I can compete with these guys. I don't know what's going on. And the coaches could see it. And he basically he was having all this anxiety about performing. Right. And he's like, okay, well let's, and so Bill worked with them. He's like, okay, let's start journaling here. All right. And just like, let's just get all your, your anxieties and your, um, you know, your fears, you know, your most turbulent thoughts out here. Right. And so the first thing that he would have him write down is what went wrong. All right. So write all these things down. Right. And he gave him an example. One day they're in training and he missed a really good opportunity to score. And he's like, all right, I missed the goal. He's like, all right. He's like, how can we change it? And he's like, well, it's like, I can keep practicing those situations. And then they started looking at the stats. It's like, well, a good striker, right. Is going to score one in five times right? With the chances they get, right? So it's like, if you keep putting it and he's like, yeah. So if I keep putting myself in those situations, I'm going to score a goal. Kind of sounds like here, right? You keep stacking that schedule. You keep running those appointments. We know the numbers. They're very consistent over time, right? And then he, then, uh, then he starts the next uh, question is what went well, right? Because usually there's a lot more going well than wrong, right? There usually is. And so he starts writing down all the things that went well, like, or the wins for the day, right? And then the last thing is, how can he improve, right? So, and then, you know, when he's writing down what went well, he's like, well, I worked hard, right? I worked hard to put myself in that, that situation. And then he's like, and then, you know what? I took responsibility for missing that goal and started putting extra training in to fix that, right? And that's the whole thing. So what happens is when you, you write these things down, you write down the things that are bugging you the most, no. And you start getting in control of it. How can you change it, right? You're going to write down those things. Put those things on your calendar for the next day and do them, right? And then you're going to talk about what went well and how can you improve. Again, put that on the calendar. And then you're in control, right? And then what happens is he talks about this, those turbulent thoughts with a, a new player, right, or someone he works for. It can be a pretty big list. And all of a sudden that list starts shrinking, right? And they start seeing that they are in control of things, right? And they can do these things, right? So it's the same thing here with you, right? You can do those same things and get with your coach if you're not sure how to change these things or what to do to improve on these things. It's really simple, right? So again, it's what went wrong? How can you change it? Like, what can you do to change it? What went well? And how can you improve, right? Write those every day and do those things and you're going to get better every single day. And that's really what motivation is. It's little gains every single day, right? If you can see improvement over time, that's going to motivate you. And that also equals happiness, right? Just progress, right? So those are the, the small things. And it's it seems simple, but what I found over and over again, simple works, all right? Simple works. When you have these gurus or people out there that have these books with like 20 bazillion steps, they're not actually out there doing it. The guys are actually out there doing it. They keep it simple, right? And that's what these these guys do, right? The good old simple scales, fancy fails, right? Marsha and I repeat that all the time. 
<laughs> all the time to each other. Sip the scales, fancy fails, right? So that's it. Uh, so that's all I got there. And um, it's uh, it's my time to get on here and do some time. <laughs>